It's quarter number two on the Keystone Kickoff Show. Brought to you by the Keystone Sports Network. Get the best Penn State sports news and analysis at KeystoneSportsNetwork.com or download the Keystone Sports app from your smartphone. And welcome back to the Keystone Kickoff Show. I'm Jim Galante along with T. Frank Carr. We are tapping T. Frank's expertise in evaluating the combine. Penn State had, let's see, about eight players, counting uh, Jordan Stout, the kicker, at the Combine. And, T. Frank, we managed to get through two players in segment number one. <laughs> so we'll, we'll see if we can be a little more efficient in, in uh, segment number two. And let's start with Brandon Smith, who mm-hmm. I think, according to Penn State fans, he— Brandon Smith was probably in a no-win situation. If he didn't perform well, that would be a negative. If he did perform well, he was going to get, sure, he performs well at the combine. Why didn't we see it on the field? Uh, I know you're not nearly as hard on him on his season as many Penn State fans are. What would you see from Brandon Smith at the combine? So let's just start with some of the, the measurables why Penn State wanted him so badly as a prospect and why the NFL is going to like him. Six, three and a half. He showed up at 250 pounds. So he is working his way to being a Mike linebacker, a middle linebacker in the NFL being that size. I know there's a conversation about him even moving to defensive end. I That's still TBD to me. I don't know that his skill set fits there. Um, maybe, but at 250, he is a he is the epitome of what you want at linebacker 34 almost 35 inch arms 10 inch hands he is huge and he ran a 452 so at 250 pounds he ran almost a 44 uh he and it was actually a little bit of a disappointment because again we were expecting him to run in the four fours but a 452 at 250 pounds putting on that extra weight nothing wrong with that explosive vertical jump 37 and a half inches he was everything that you were hoping he was going to be as a prospect now again didn't do the shuttle didn't do the three cone didn't do the on-field drills so what he did he did well but there is a gap in that analysis because of either the way the combine was set up or you don't have to do every drill if not every drill is going to paint you in the best light it's all optional so I still think the three cone is one thing that I'm curious about what he runs at that particular drill because at six, three and a half long legs, big, long, heavy, does he turn well? Because if he's going to be a will linebacker at the next level, he's got to cover. He's got to cover players, man-to-man coverage against tight ends like George Kittle and and running backs like Austin Eckler. He's... He's got to be able to stay with those guys in man coverage. So is he a Mike? Is he a Will? How does the team look at him? And then that metric to me is is what I still want to know about. But the explosive testing was all there, and he did it at a bigger size. So it was the most, the second most impressive day at the Combine of anybody. And I give the number one spot to Arnold Ebikidi, who did all the drills as well. Well, let's, let's go to Arnold Ebikidi, who had an impressive season at Penn State, and I look at the combine, a player, you look at production and results on the field, then you look for, okay, how is he doing it? Does he have the physical tools? If I'm in the NFL, I want a player to have both. 
we saw performance from Ibikidi on the field. Did we now see from the combine he also has all those physical tools that the NFL is looking for? Yes, and 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 now I'll I'll circle back to. Brandon Smith, and I understand why people think that he can be an edge rusher because he's the exact same size as Arnold Ebikidi. In fact, he's a little bit smaller. Uh, Arnold Ebikidi is. He's 6'2", 250, 34 and a half inch arms, uh, and almost the exact same hand size. Uh, but Ebikidi put up 21 reps on the bench with super long arms, so that's impressive. That's a really good thing. That's a that's a good number for the bench press. I don't really care too much about that uh, because I, it, there's no correlation to your benching ability and your your actual strength. It is just kind of an archaic thing that they do at the combine because they've always done it. What it's what he didn't run a 40, so he didn't get his 10 yard split, which is a key time and a key metric for defensive ends. So he didn't do that, but he did all the on-field drills, and he jumped out of the building 38-inch vertical. So that's better than both of the skill position players in Jahan Dotson and Jaquan Brisker. That's amazing to have a 38-inch vertical of 250 pounds. His broad jump, another metric of explosiveness and and flexibility and bend. That's another thing in your lower body. To have the flexibility to jump broadly instead of just straight up and down, Almost 11 feet. And then um, you really, to see it, is more important with Arnold Ebikidi, his on-field drills. He was one of, if not the best, at going through the on-field drills because his efficiency of movement really came through. His flexibility, everything that I've said about him all season long of this is the best pure pass rusher when it comes to size, physical ability, and technical ability that Penn State has put out under James Franklin. He is the complete package as a pass rusher, and he showed that uh, on uh, the field in Indianapolis going through the bag drills. He was just as good as the other players that are going to go in the top two or three. So he kind of got lost in the wash because, you know, it, you know, you have you have guys like uh, the Walker kid from Georgia or uh, some of the other guys uh, from from David Ajabo, other guys that are going to go in the top 25 Ebikidi was as good, if not better, than them on those field drills, which is the pass rushing ability. So you know, I was, I was, it was as as expected when it came to that. But then his testing metrics were even better than I was expecting. Sounds like he may have earned himself a few dollars at the combine. I think of all of Penn State's players outside of Brisker, he's the one that deserves to be in the first round the most. He, Jahan, and uh, Brisker from from what the NFL is looking for, I would say. Jahan might be third because of the limitations we talked about, but he's still so good as a football player, you have to have that conversation. Ebikidi has all of the physical tools. Brisker has the physical tools and the game. Like, all three of those guys could be first-round picks, or none of them could based on the way the draft falls. But I think uh, Ebikidi really is going to be very good at football in the NFL. You hit it also with how the draft falls. Are there a lot of other defensive ends Yes, right. that are first-round caliber? Because of that, it pushes Ibikiti down, and uh, you know a team might get a steal for from uh, picking Ibikiti because there's just some bigger names and maybe even uh, more elite players. Yeah, let's take a look at a couple other players. First of all, I uh, got to mention Rashid Walker, mm-hmm. who apparently is still dealing with uh, some kind of injury. T. Frank. Do we know anything about that? And does it not lead to the question, if he's still got an injury lingering from back at the bowl game, might he have been better off coming back for another year? 
you know, I don't have an answer for that part. I think if you want to make that argument, you obviously can. That he'd be in a similar situation to P.J. Mustafer. This goes back even further than that, though, because what really clouded all of the, the situation around Rasheed Walker was the flu game where everyone was missing, but he didn't play for the rest of the season after that. And James Franklin indicated that even after that game, they put guys, uh, you know, when we go to practice in the fall on Wednesdays, if they've got guys that are non-contact in practice, they send them inside for the half hour we're there to do their rehab so that we don't see who is in the non-contact jerseys. So that was him. Uh, that At that point, he did not play in the Michigan State game, and then he didn't play in the bowl game without opting out. So, and I think... Um, uh, one of the beat reporters, I apologize, I don't know who it was, had a photo of him on crutches at the bowl week. So I underplayed it because we don't get any information. I assumed it had something to do with he was shutting it down for the season for draft reasons, but that's not the case if he's not performing at the Combine. So he hopefully, for his sake, is ready to go by the um, by the March 24th Pro Day because if not, like I don't know what he's resting his draft stock on. You know, his play was okay. His physical ability is what's going to get him drafted. And if you don't display that for fans, and I'm sorry, for for scouts, then it's all off the tape. And you can make your own determinations off the tape from his 2021. Exactly. So there there may be something else involved, or at least that becomes my thought process when logically it would have made sense for the guy to come back and he doesn't. Um, it, it, I think it sometimes brings up other questions. Let's hit the couple other players. Another guy affected by injury was Jesse Lucada. Yeah, I felt bad for him because I thought here's a guy where I felt the combine was pretty important for him to to show something there because I'm not sure he had enough of a history on the field to just let that play speak for itself. I thought he could have really used a good combine. Yeah, and and it was important for his draft stock because as a former linebacker transitioning to defensive end, he was up to 260 at the Senior Bowl, down to 253 at the Combine. What is he? You know, does that weight stick at 260, or is he going to be a designated pass rusher? And is he a pass rusher? So all of those things of the on-field testing, and yeah, I agree. I felt really bad for him. He ran a 4.89. It also doesn't help that the NFL still has him listed as a linebacker. Uh, so, you know, he ran the slowest time of any linebacker, but as a four, eight, nine as a defensive end and his, his jumping was, was not great either. I, I don't know that he was hundred percent coming into the combine because his broad jump was, and I'm pulling it up here, nine, six, he's an explosive athlete. It, he is twitchy. He is all of those things. So his vertical was pretty good. 37 and a half. I just don't know that he was healthy. And you could even see the way he ran in his four eight nine. He didn't look fluid. He didn't look explosive. Like I, I was wondering if something was was up with him before he pulled his hamstring on the second attempt and then had to shut it down for the day. So hopefully he's healthy and he can do all of those things at the at the pro day. Because I agree, he's a guy that needed this part and could push himself higher in a really, as you mentioned, a really deep defensive end draft. Does he get lost in the shuffle now? And and hopefully for his sake, he can redeem some of that at at the pro day. I hope so. Uh, a guy who surprised me a little bit in a positive way because I think he gets lost in the shuffle is Tariq Castro-Fields. Yeah. If you remember a few years ago when he came in, really impressed us early, was that guy who always seemed to have some kind of injury issues, but I didn't realize he's as big as he is, 6'1", almost 200 pounds, yep. and he did run a 4'3", 8". 
Yeah. So I imagine he impressed some people. Yeah, it's literally the only thing he did was run a 4.38 and then he was done. So it made for a short day for analysis on Sunday. Um, and I don't know. I guess apparently I've been pretty hard on Tariq throughout his career because he blocked me on Twitter. I was surprised by that. Uh, but I, I don't know what to do with him. So I see all those physical skills, but you don't see 4-3 on the field all the time. He stays with the receivers. He's able to, um, you know, play against some of the best at the highest competition against Ohio State. Is he a zone corner? Is he a man coverage corner? Because it, it seems at times when he's playing in man, that's when, uh, and you always, you get beat sometimes playing in man coverage, but the way he gets beat sometimes, Jackson Smith and Jigba giving up a 76-yard pass or letting the Auburn receiver behind him on a double move because he's trying to jump the route, they, there are these big moments where he gives up potentially big plays as opposed to he gives up something down the field where he's at the content. It just looks a little bit worse, but overall the consistency of him as a, as a, as a corner is pretty good. Um, so I don't know how teams are going to view him, but that four, three, eight helps open the door to a couple of different schemes. I think that is going to be it. Unfortunately, T Frank, we didn't have time to evaluate the kicker. Perhaps he ran a four, six, five. Uh, so that's pretty good. <laughs> that's what i look for in my punter all right t frank that's it for quarter number two quarter number three we're going to take your questions and we're going to ask t frank this is jim from keystone sports you know a lot has changed about state college but one thing that hasn't is wc clark's coffee roasters on calder way 30 different varieties of specialty coffee beans sourced from over 25 countries and roasted with love each morning in happy valley for over 45 years we'll ship our fresh roasted coffee from our doorstep to yours that's right you can now order online at statecollegecoffee.com so go to statecollegecoffee.com and use discount code ksn at checkout